Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano from jimgalliano.com and thanks so much for joining me for today's podcast episode. It's January 5th. Happy New Year to all of you. It feels really good to put 2021 in the rearview mirror, and I'm really looking forward to what's ahead in the new year. I hope you are too. And uh, personally, I've been working on a brand new program that I've been talking about on and off since the early fall. And this is a program that's designed to help people restructure their business from the ground up if necessary, and to be able to scale and grow at a faster pace than maybe previously before in the past, if you've been in business for a while. The idea here is that you want to streamline and automate much of your list building and marketing. And those are two things that can be very time consuming, especially if you're doing everything by yourself. So this program is designed to teach you to use what I like to call the one-to-many method so that you can work with and help groups of people and not just be limited to one-on-one client relationships and interactions. There's nothing wrong with one-on-one. It's fine in many cases, but not all. And I've taken some of my existing clients through this program, teaching it live with them. And it really has been a game changer for them. And you just have to be willing to put in the effort to build your systems out on the front end. But that's the case with anything that's worth any anything really in life is it takes a little bit of effort, takes a little bit of focus, which means that sometimes you're going to be a little unsure and feel a little uncomfortable about whatever it is that you're doing because it's new. It's amazing how often we just default back to doing what we've always done, even if it doesn't work, simply because we feel comfortable doing it. So if you're willing to stretch yourself just a little bit, I think this program really can be the uh, the game changer. I know that phrase is overused, but it really does fit here, I believe. So I'll have more information about that program within the next few weeks. So it's good to be here today. It's a new year, and I have to say that the the post-Christmas pre-New Year's week, that gap in, in between those two days, that was the time that I was really going to dig in, get everything finished that I needed to do, but I have to tell you that I really just, I really did get lazy. And I thought whether I kick something off on January the 1st or January the 31st it, or sometime in between, it, it really doesn't matter in the big picture. You know, I did some work, but I really did pace myself. And quite honest, I mean, sometimes just like anyone else, I feel lazy. It doesn't make any difference whether you've been doing something for many years or whether you're new to it. You only have so much energy in any given day, especially if you're trying to do some creative work or you're trying to do something that is maybe a little bit different than you've done in the past, requires a little more focus. So yeah, you know, I kind of just dropped it down into a lower gear and I'm glad I did really because now I feel more refreshed than I probably would have. And uh, have you ever done, you're doing some work and you're working on a project and then all of a sudden it just hits you. You're kind of done. In other words, you can keep on working. It's not that you can't keep working. But at that point, your best work is behind you as far as that day goes. And you're working on, let's say, less than 100% of energy, creativity, enthusiasm, all of those things. And, And sometimes when that happens, it's just, it just isn't worth trying to push through that. 
I understand if you have a deadline, but especially if it's your own project, sometimes it's good to just push back a little bit, unwind, relax, and get your mind focused on something else, maybe something a little more enjoyable. And you unplug, and then you come back to what you're doing. It could be later that day, and oftentimes it's you know just another day. Now, before we continue, I'd like to give a shout out to my friends over at Whereby at Whereby.com. That's W-H-E-R-E-B-Y, Whereby.com. With Whereby, you can enjoy beautiful, simple video calls with clients, with your team, with your friends or your family, whoever you want. And it really is a super simple way to connect over video. There aren't any apps or downloads that you have to worry about. You don't have any long meeting links that you have to send people. And if you really are into branding, they even allow you to use what's called their whereby embed feature. I think it costs a little bit more, but if you want to embed the entire meeting on your own domain, you're able to do that with whereby.com. So that's something you might want to check out. Whereby is a great Zoom alternative, and that's exactly what I was looking for when I discovered them. I started using it a few months ago because I wasn't exactly 100% happy with Zoom. I, some of my clients were experiencing trouble downloading the software, getting it to work right, and, and there were just little nagging little issues. So since switching to Whereby, everything's been much easier for everyone all the way around. I share a simple link. My friends, the clients, family, everyone that uses Whereby with me love the fact that they don't have anything to download or install. They just click on a link at the appropriate time and we start our meeting. So it's been a great Zoom alternative from their perspective as well as from mine. So go ahead and get started with their free trial today. You don't need a credit card or anything like that to get started. Test it out. Test drive their system for, I believe it's 14 days. That should give you enough time to decide whether this is the type of solution that you're looking for. All right. Today, I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about uh, website development, website design, and how the marketing element fits in. I want to talk about that because I'm working with a, a new group of clients over the past several weeks, and not everyone, everyone is basically headed for a similar destination, but the ways to get there really does differ from one business type to another. And it also depends on the type of person, especially if we're talking about a solopreneur or maybe a team of people one or two people, a partnership, you have to work with tools that you're comfortable working with. And what I found is some strategies require for people to use tools and do things they're really not comfortable doing. And a lot of times, and I say this as a consultant, people won't come right out and say, I don't feel comfortable doing that, or I really don't want to do that. And then you find out, you know, really in the big picture in life, isn't it true that we more or less do what we want to do? In other words, if we really don't want to do something, isn't it true that we find ways to not do it? We make up excuses. And, you know, some of the excuses may be believable, even to us. But isn't it true, though, that if we really don't want to do something, we find ways around doing those things. We procrastinate. But the reverse is also true. If we really want to do something, it's amazing 
the ways that we can figure out, even if we don't have the money to do it, we don't have the technology to do it, we, we keep on digging, we keep on researching, we keep on trying different things in order to get from where we are to where we want to go. So a lot of times I think that the activity really comes down to the individual. If you match the wrong activities with someone, we could be talking about marketing, we could be talking about business strategy, we can be talking about a lot of things in the business world. If we match the wrong strategy with someone, then they just do not execute it. Or if they do, they execute it really poorly. I know there were times where someone told me, and this is in the past, where I talked to experts and they would tell me I should do something. And I really didn't feel comfortable doing that that way. I really didn't feel comfortable with that approach. And I felt bad telling them that I didn't feel comfortable with that approach. Because sometimes people will tell you, to do something a certain way, and it doesn't feel right to you. But then they will ask you, well, have you ever built this kind of business before? So sometimes it's very easy to second guess someone who knows a lot more than we do. But the reason why we're really doing it is, I guess not so much that we feel like they're lying. We believe it can work, but we don't really feel comfortable doing that, doing it that way. Recently, I talked to an affiliate marketing manager and this is a, someone who has built a lot of email marketing lists for their clients. And they believe in sending four or five emails out a day. And during the process of the conversation I was a part of, people were asking the question because, number one, they didn't feel comfortable doing this, but they were asking the question, won't you burn out your list sending them four or five offers a day or sending them the same offer worded differently three, four times a day. Now, I don't do that kind of affiliate marketing, but I thought it was interesting how that person answered the question. The person actually said to the group of people, have you ever been successful affiliate marketing? And the answer, of course, was with this particular group, no. None of them had been successful affiliate marketing before and he basically said, well, why are you questioning the fact that I'm telling you, someone who does it full-time for a living, that you need to be sending out three, four, five emails a day if you want to build a six-figure business as an affiliate marketer? And of course, the answer to that is they don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, I wasn't even going to go down this road today, but I'm in this stream of thought right now, so let me just play it out. Originally, when I got into business, and I'm going way back now into the 1980s, and I was young and just starting out. I'm talking about the late 1980s, and I did some work with nonprofit organizations, and the work was so fulfilling. I'm talking about volunteer work and volunteering my time, helping people, um, people that didn't have enough money, sometimes bringing groceries to their home or visiting people in the hospital, and I really enjoyed that work, meeting people, hearing their stories, just getting to know people on a human level. And that was something that I often felt was missing in the world of business, where at least the world of business as I knew it, the corporate world, where everything was very superficial. And I had grown up around solopreneurs, right, individual business owners who, although maybe they didn't do all the work themselves, they were really the heart and the soul of their business. I've talked about this before in past podcast episodes. So you can go back and check some out. Just look for the word solopreneur, I guess, in the title. And I started to, over the course of 
years, 1988, 1989, 1990, tried to, or was in the process of discovering my voice in the business world, maybe the way a writer discovers their voice in the literary world. And what I mean by that is that I was learning who I was, what made me tick, and what I had that other people could relate to. And, and like I said, that was really important to me because I didn't want to, and I'm not trying to take the moral high ground here or make myself sound like I'm morally superior. That's not the point of this, what I'm talking about. The point is I wanted to feel good about what I was doing with my life. I don't think that I could say it in, in a plainer way. And that had to translate somehow, some way over to business. So when I got out of college and I went to work in the graphic design world, I felt that that was anything but. I worked in this big studio as a designer with a lot of other designers. Being a junior designer, I didn't get paid very much. And and that was okay. I I mean, I still got paid more than I would have been uh, making if I had worked somewhere else. But that's really beside the point. I wasn't happy there because I felt like the real me was kind of bottled up on the inside. Not able to pursue something that was meaningful. Now, you may have this problem to the same degree that I had, maybe less, maybe more, but the idea of working for yourself and building your own business, it gives you the opportunity to do things that you can't do when you're just working for someone else, when you work for a company or a corporation. And so I was able to discover what it was that I was truly good at, what hidden skills that I had that were maybe in just in the beginning stages of development at the time. And it was really exciting. That was all part of the entrepreneurial and in some cases solopreneurial, you might call it journey. And over the course of time, I began to develop all of these skills and began to test them out in the marketplace and get feedback from other people. And so the more positive feedback I got in certain areas, the more I focused on developing the skills related to those areas. And so with all of that in mind, I was curious to hear what this person had to say, this affiliate manager, this affiliate marketer, about the mindset, the belief systems behind people that do this kind of a business. Because I was honestly curious. I know people make a ton of money doing affiliate marketing. Now, I'm not talking about affiliate marketing. I know some of my friends in the web development, web space world, they are part of affiliate programs and they promote plugins and software and things like that. I'm not talking about that kind of affiliate marketing. That's a branch of it, but I'm specifically talking about the make money online, uh, start your own business, that kind of focus, that kind of a theme. And this person said something that I wish I heard 20 years ago. And they said it so a matter of factly, of factly the affiliate manager I'm talking about now, And what he said was this. He said that everyone wants to make money, wants to make more money, wants to be financially free and financially independent. Scores of people are stuck in dead-end jobs that they hate. They're stuck in careers that they hate. And so the concept behind Make Money Online is that you have an opportunity, a window that is open to you to get out of that situation. Kind of like to get out of jail and to secure the kind of freedom that you're just never going to experience if you stay where you're at. 
So when I heard him say that, I could really relate to that because I felt like that way back in the late 1980s when I was just starting my career out of college. And so I heard that, and it's really settled in there. And then he said something that it was almost like a disconnect happened. And I was really happy he said it. It would almost be like someone that now, again, this is where we come to, I guess you might say, an individual's moral compass. And again, not to take the moral high ground, but just let, the, let these words sink in for a minute. He said this. He said, when people buy these business opportunity products, not only does it give them hope, but it makes them feel like they're building a business. And every product that they buy makes them feel even more so like they're making progress in the process of building their business. So making a purchase, basically what he was saying, equals building your business. And when I heard that, I suddenly stopped. And then he went on to say this. Of course, I don't personally review all of the products that I promote. It's impossible to do that. But I know other people that review the products. They talk about the pros and the cons of reviewing the products, and he makes those products available to his mailing list. Now, just so, just to be clear on a few things, I just want to throw one, one technical point out there. There's two autoresponder services that maybe enable you to send out these kind of offers more effectively than others. One is GetResponse and the other is AWeber. And I'm not saying that you can send out spam, but I'm just saying that a lot of people, what they do is they get these big lists and maybe they create three or four accounts. One is their main account and they have burner accounts also that they can send offers out. That's why if you've ever subscribed from a list, and, and sometimes this happens, this is just a side extra I'm throwing in here because it just came to my mind. Sometimes what happens is people have a master list on on their Excel spread on an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet or something like that, and they have four or five lists. And if a person is removed from one list, maybe they're on several other lists too. And so that's why you get an email from them. And sometimes people just keep a master list, and you can unsubscribe from the list, and then get an email a year later from that same person that you unsubscribe from. I've been there myself. Sometimes that's really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And other times I was glad I got the message from the person again because enough time had passed and I was interested in what they were talking about again. Okay, that's just an aside. So if you're using a, a service like Send in Blue or MailerLite or uh, MailChimp or one of these other popular email marketing services, HubSpot, I don't recommend using those as an affiliate marketing as your affiliate marketing software. Amazon SES, because you're probably going to get spam complaints percentage-wise. And, and here's the thing about spam complaints. If you opt in for a list and somebody's sending you five or six emails a day and it starts to rub you the wrong way, which obviously it does a lot of people. Matter of fact, I couldn't in good conscience mail my own list four or five times a day. Let's even let's even back it off from the four or five times a day number. Let's look at two or three times a day. Could I email my list two or three times a day every single day, seven days a week? 
I don't think so. Matter of fact, if I had to do an experiment with this for myself, I would have to create a brand new landing page and start it with a brand new list fresh from ground zero and do it that way. Because I have too many friends and clients that I I just couldn't do that to them. I couldn't, I, I would feel like I was becoming a pain in the backside, to be honest, emailing people that much. But the point that this person, let me get back to this thought. The, the point that the person made was that every time somebody made a purchase of a business-related product, an opportunity type of product, and it could be anything. It could be how to build a business with blogging. It could be how to build a business doing this uh, system where you need you don't need a website. You don't need social media. You don't need, you don't need, you don't need. It could be a no-code system. Whatever it is, the psychology behind it is every time the person makes a purchase, even if they buy all three that have nothing to do with one another, they feel like they're building a business because they feel like they're investing in themselves by buying the information. But the truth of the matter is the percentage of people that are successful from buying these products is, I mean, it's, you almost can't chart it on a graph. I mean, it's, it's almost invisible. The way these people make money is to jump into the process and begin to offer these same products that didn't help them to other people. And, and you know, when I heard that, I thought, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Matter of fact, I don't want to do that. And again, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, Jim's morally superior and all of his friends would never do that. I just want to point out the reality of how these businesses, how many of these businesses work. Now, I'm in, I'm, an, I'm a part of a few groups online, Facebook groups, where they offer uh, lifetime deals on software products. And, you know, now the more I think about it, I think that this psychology is present in that space as well. And the more I think about it, I think that this psychology is present all over the place, all over the business world, where there's a division between those who sell and those who buy. And the people who are buying don't see it. Because the people who are buying feel like they're building something by making the purchase. And if they make the wrong purchase, it's not the fault of the person that presented the offer to them. It's the fact that, well, that just didn't work for them and they would have never known that it wouldn't have worked had they not taken out their credit card and made the purchase and tested it out. But at least if you're in that place where you're always buying, 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 at least now you have, at least on paper, a legitimate reason why you're caught in this, in this place. Because the feeling, however fleeting, that you're building something is there whenever you make a purchase. It makes you feel like you're making progress. So we can look back over the past 12, 24 months, 48 months of purchases and Ask the question, were you really building a business or not? Or have you not made that transition from buyer to seller? So, you, you know, I heard that it, it kind of left, um, it kind of left me with this strange feeling. The person said this in just a, an, in a matter of fact way. And uh, I appreciated them for their honesty because I know that some people would kind of judge these people harshly for, for doing that. And let me just say, I don't want to just lump everybody who's in the business opportunity affiliate marketing space into this category. That's absolutely not true at all. I know people personally who have this kind of a business model 
And, you know, they don't email people four or five times a day, but they truly do want to help the people they're connecting with in the online space. And they truly are there to help people. So, of course, they're a smaller percentage, I believe, but I don't want to just write off the whole space because there are some people obviously in there doing things that maybe rub me and other people the wrong way. And the other thing is we really don't see all the facts. This is why I like to look at it from a non-judgmental kind of point of view that's best as possible. Because, you know, for all you know, somebody may have a sick child in the hospital and may have to be paying bills or just are in a, in a place where they're in financial distress. And this is what they chose to get out of that place. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. But let me just leave that there and let me go back to one of the original thoughts that I started sharing today. And that was this, was that I had to discover what it was that I had inside of me that made me valuable in the business space that I was in. And that didn't happen overnight. That happened through a, a series of trial and error and self-discovery and taking things that I had maybe that uh, taking some gifts, I guess you'd call them, that weren't really developed at all. And through practice and repetition, getting better at doing things that I wasn't really that great at doing. And so that made me over time a more uh, complete package. But personally, I had to find something that I felt good about doing. I guess that's what I really wanted to say. That was the original thought. And you may be the same way. You may find yourself in the same place where you're not able to get 100% behind something because you really don't believe in it. It's really not something that is part of you on a, on a gut level. And so there's two things here happening. There's the skills that you have as an individual. There's the experiences that you have. There's the things that you believe in, again, on a gut level. And then you have the marketplace that you're in. And what we're all trying to do throughout our business career is we're trying to meet the needs and solve the problems that we're best capable of solving in our space. So if you're a freelancer, you're trying to present your skills in such a way that they're going to solve the important problems, the important challenges of the time. So I think for me and a lot of other people, and this isn't something that I've talked about a lot, but I think that you have to recognize where your true value is. That's the starting point because we can talk about things like internet marketing and we can talk about the tactics that are involved. We can talk about content marketing. We can talk about email marketing. We can talk about paid media, search engine or SEO type marketing or social media. And we can talk about all the different ways that we can create content. We can talk about graphics and we talk about things like writing reviews and writing our stories and all of this that goes on top of it. But the foundation has to be one that is really solid. So to me, solid means that we understand exactly where our value is and we're trying to position it in such a way that our marketplace clearly recognizes why we're an excellent choice to solve their problems, to help them fix their situations. And until we have that, we really can't write good content. We really can't do email marketing effectively. We really don't know how to position a paid media campaign because we don't really understand what it is that makes us special. <laughs> now, I, you know, I use that term. I'm sure somebody out there is going to think, well, you know, the, the snowflake concept, everybody's an individual. You know, we all are individuals. That is true. We all are unique. Even in so far as we can say that 
because of the family background that we've come from, the individual people that we've connected with throughout the years and the experiences we had, they've all, they're all unique. And so as much as we may be like other people, we still are unique. In order to uh, express that in the marketplace, you, the individual, have to understand what it is that what, what it is that your skill set really brings to the table. And I know it can be, maybe, maybe somebody who is a psychopath may think, you know, that they may rate themselves on a scale of 1 to 10 or 12. But I know a lot of times people that maybe on a scale of 1 to 10, your skill level is at a 7 in reality and, and how it will fit into the marketplace at large. But you, the individual, don't see it that way. You see yourself as like maybe a 5 or maybe a 6. And so with some practice and repetition, you can take your skills from seven and bring it up to eight and bring it up to nine. Let's leave 10 out, okay? Let's say that 10 is the, is the mark, but it's not realistic. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's, it's a balance here. We are, our marketplace judges us. I guess that's about as plain as I can put it. It judges, the marketplace judges who they think we are. Somebody looks at your business and they make a judgment call. What are they going to make the judgment call on? Are they going to make it on based on what your website looks like? Are they going to base it on what you say on social media? Are they going to base it on what other people have told them about you? Are they going to base it on your content marketing ability? Or whether or not you turn up when they do a search on your name? You know, the reality is that all of those things are intermixed together. It's like saying, you know, what's the most important organ in the body? Is it the brain? Is it the heart? Is it the kidneys? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that each organ needs the other or else it'll die. No one, no one part can say it's independent of the other. And it's the same thing when we look at this big picture of online business. And then when we start breaking it down into things like, what should I be focusing on? I'm not doing enough content marketing. But do you see why the foundation of knowing what makes you, let me use the word special. I'm not afraid to use the word special. Let me use it. Let, let, what makes you special? You have to understand and you have to believe in that first. Even if it's just special with a little S and not a big S. Even if it's special in a lighter type font instead of a bolder one, you have to accept what that is and you have to hone that skill going forward. Because the nice thing about it is, is that you, if you have a legitimate skill, I don't care what it is, that solves legitimate problems, you have the potential makings of a successful business. It was true in, it's, it's true in 2022, it was true in 1922, and it will be true 100 years from now. And so, I, you know, I want to encourage you today to determine how you're wired on the inside, what you like, what you don't like, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do in order to move forward. And you have to get really clear on that because what will happen, and as I said before, as a consultant, I've worked with a lot of people now. And I'm working with people right now as, as of this recording. And I'll be releasing this uh, new program coming up. I'll be working with even more people going forward. And, and what is different about how I approach it today as opposed to maybe five years ago, three years ago, maybe even two years ago, is that I've recognized that there are certain things that people just for whatever reason won't do. And so there has to be some alternatives. 
So you may be an ex experienced individual in whatever it is that you do, writing, graphics, coding, website development, consulting, coaching, whatever, whatever it is, a certain type of product that you sell and you're an expert around all things related to that area, whatever that is, you know, people are going to come into the online world and obviously we all have competition out there. So how do you put your best foot forward? If I tell you that you should be blogging every day about what it is that you want to do and you think, you know, I would love to be able to write a good blog post once or twice a month or once a week even. Or if I tell you you should be podcasting, you should be putting your audio content out there regularly and you should just keep at it. And if you keep at it, you'll be successful. And I can show you example after example of people who've done just that. But deep down on a gut level, you don't want to do that. I can try and talk you into it, but I realize at a certain point that, that you know, like they say here in the South, that dog won't hunt. In other words, that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. And so what I've come to accept, because I recognize this in myself, it's amazing how easy it is to recognize the shortcomings that other people have when it comes to things like business and marketing, and you can't, and you can't see it in yourself. In yourself, you justify it. Well, I've been doing that more, but I'm just too busy. The, the reality is, is that we make time to do the things that we really want to do. Isn't that so? And we find ways to avoid the things that we really don't want to do. We're, we're too busy. We find busy work to insert into our schedule so we don't have to do that thing that we don't want to do. So the good news is this, is that if, you, you know, if I tell you you should be doing product reviews on YouTube based on your experience, based on how you articulate yourself, and you don't want to do that, then we have to find an alternative. Because all the business world is, we can sum up, I guess, in the online world, comes down to communication. One person communicating to another, one person communicating to an audience. Now, there's a great thing about going online live and interacting with people. But again, I know certain people don't want to do that. And the nice thing about pre-recorded material versus live material is you get to edit out all of your blunders. You get to re-say what you really wanted to say in the way you wanted to say it. It just doesn't come out and, and land, and that's what you get. So yeah, there's pros and cons to everything, but I just want you to be encouraged that, yes, you may have to leave your comfort zone. That's a given. It's a given in life. There are certain things that you'll never attain unless you get out of your comfort zone at least a little bit. The nice thing about it is you don't have to take this huge leap. You can take it in short incremental steps, and it's kind of like two types of personalities. There's a, a pool of water in front of you. Do you put one toe in and take it out? Then you put your whole foot in up to your ankle and take it out. Then you put your whole leg in up to your knee and then put the other leg in and then kind of sit there for a minute. Or do you just jump in completely? I guess it depends on your personality type. To be quite honest, I'm the one toe in guy. <laughs> I, I don't just jump in. And, uh, you know, I've jumped in in the business world with things before with mixed results. When it works really well, you feel like a hero and... When it doesn't, you feel like uh, an idiot because you think, why didn't I think this through a little bit better? So what I, I guess that at the end of the day, what I really wanted to leave with you is the fact that you understand, you need to understand what makes you you. 
You need to understand your gift mix. You need to embrace it and start believing in it because once you do, the next step of presenting and packaging who you are, what you do, and how you benefit the marketplace is gonna become so much easier. When you decide what your theme is, uh, for those of you who like the uh, superhero concept, you gotta decide what your combination of superpowers are. You know, do you fly? Do you have x-ray vision? Are you super strong? Or maybe you're not that strong, but you're super fast. You get where I'm coming from. Maybe you don't do any of those things. Maybe you're like the inventor genius behind the scenes that makes all the mechanical stuff work. You have to understand what that is. You have to accept it. And then again, it makes the packaging of all everything else just a whole lot easier. So let's go ahead and put the bookmarker in it there. That's about all for today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Email it to them, send it to them on social media, paste it on Twitter, or just send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. All of the episodes are there. And lastly, as always, if the solopreneur style business really appeals to you and you want to grow and scale your personal brand, go ahead and visit my main website if you haven't done so already. Subscribe at jimgalliano.com. And let me help you start removing some of the unnecessary layers of complexity from your own business that are just unnecessary and unproductive in favor of a more manageable, easier to scale business model that can serve you, your family, your loved ones much better in the years to come. Thanks again for listening. Happy New Year once again to everyone out there. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later. 